When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Epic Podcast. Introducing your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, coming straight to you from the spacious and beautiful Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Piecast, Episode 7. My name is Nelson Lugo. Are you gonna are you gonna say something? I'm saying it inside my mind. Oh my god, I hate you. I hate you so much. Every damn episode you do something weird when it comes to your introduction. Why can't I say hi, I'm Nelson Lugo? Why can't why is it so hard for you to just say, and I'm Schaefer the Dark Lord? Why can't you just do that? It's not so hard. That's exactly what I said. I just said it inside. And I thought that by now you and I would have like Tomax and Zamot powers and you would be able to hear it, but clearly that money that I paid that mystic for those powers uh, was wasted. For the record, I would give anything for Toma and Zaymot powers, but we don't have them. And my name is Schaefer the Dark Lord. Hey, and here we are, ladies and gentlemen, once again, episode seven, lucky number seven. Here we are coming to you um, at the end of February and all kinds of craziness happened this month. Um, and we have a fantastic episode. Um, no spoilers, but I'm probably going to cry. <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna, gonna leave you. I'm gonna leave you with that image. I feel that that is a spoiler. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I cry all the time. I could be talking about anything, really. I could be talking about the episode of Voyager I saw last night. Basically, you've never cried onto a microphone in my apartment. That's true. I'm sorry. I mean, in my studio. <laughs> we'll bleep that out. Studio Six C. Studio Six C. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so what have you been up to there, Schaefer? How's your month been? Um, so far it's been all right. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. And this has been the Epic Podcast. Tune in next week. Cue the fade out music. <laughs> it's been a pretty good month. Uh, the thing that I'm most excited about is that this past weekend, as you know, I, I used to be the co-producer of Epic Win Burlesque. Yes. And then uh, I fired you. I stepped you. down. I stepped down. I fired you. And then I stepped I down. I fired you. I submitted a two weeks notice, <laughs> but I still come back periodically as in a hosting capacity. I'm still mm-hmm. a gun for hire. 
Yes. And this weekend was the first main stage show of Epic Win's fourth season. It was Epic Win Burlesque the Musical. And oh. I came back for that one to uh, co-host. Well, you came back hard. I mean, <laughs> like, you, you know, as, as someone who stepped down because they, were, they, they didn't want to take on all the responsibilities of creating a show, <laughs> you literally created the show. I, I, look. You wrote the script. I wrote a script. You rewrote three song parodies. You casted... Uh, backup singers. You created choreography. You directed an end tableau. You created Epic Win the musical. Look, I have a hard time doing things a little. <laughs> and that goes for everything. That True. goes for True. Uh, Batman and drugs and sex. I have a hard time with moderation. <laughs> so I came back and I went hog wild and threw myself into the musical yeah. for a month yeah. and I feel it really paid off. We had an awesome two-night run. It was, it was, ep- it was Epic Win the Musical, which really shouldn't have worked. No, 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 no. In fact, all of the disparate ingredients basically spell disaster right? right. Uh, for this little uh, d- dumb idea. But it all came together beautifully. It all worked wonderfully well. Everything meshed. Everything worked. All the jokes landed. Um and I was really nervous about uh, this one because I didn't think that there would be enough theater geeks out there to want to come out and see this. But boy, was I wrong. They were out in spades. So Oh, and they were uh, so good because, you know, we always have over the years, we've always had playlists of music that play in the house when the audience is seating. Yeah. Or at intermission when yeah. we take a break and they go to the bar. It's always thematic. Like yeah. when we had a Batman show, all the songs kind of reference Batman. This time we had these two playlists that was just full of show tunes. <laughs> so we're backstage getting ready for the second act. And you can hear like the whole house just yeah. singing along. <laughs> the audience is just, they're all leading a sing-along to the pre-show and intermission uh, soundtrack, which I thought was just beautiful. You it was musical a beautiful theater thing. nerds are special nerds. Um yeah, I mean, this we, I mean, everybody, I mean, we all work very, very hard on these shows um, to put them together. Um, but they're always kind of a uh, sort of a modular hodgepodge of acts where the host, which is usually you or I, kind of create a, a framework in order to hang them in. Sure. And, we usually write a, an outline. Yeah. And then you and I, as we are psychotically gifted at improv. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ra- ra- what I meant by that is that uh, we just kind of rely on our natural contentious banter yes. to carry a show. Yes. Uh, we'll create an outline and we'll just kind of give ourselves some wiggle room and like, here, hit this note, hit this note, do right. this, get from this yeah. point to this point and really keep it snappy because the show is about the performers and not about us. Right. Uh, this time there was a script. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I a few weeks before the show, I contacted you and I said, hey, we should probably get together for a writing session because I have some ideas. Is. And you said fine. And then five minutes later, you emailed me the entire script for the show. I did not. I emailed you two <laughs> bits. At that point, I'd only scripted two bits. No, I knew, but then, but, but then you never got back. I, all I remember is getting a, an email from you without any prior meeting, without any writing session. Hey, Nelson, here's the script. And. <laughs> And I, we had a writing session. You came over and we wrote a bunch. No, of, we, we didn't. You came over that one night. We wrote a bunch of jokes together. No. Yes. No. You, you wrote some jokes. Lug, there, Lugo wrote a few of the jokes in the show. I wrote one joke and it was a racist joke. It was funny. It was funny. It was well, to be to be clear, audience, it was a racist joke against Puerto Ricans. I myself am Puerto Rican. Gasp. I know I can make Puerto Rican jokes. 
And I gave uh, Schaefer permission to tell a Puerto Rican joke. Which I still noted was your joke on stage. <laughs> Which you didn't need to. It was still funny by itself. Well, I don't want to go on and on and on yeah. about the show, but I do want to talk about like my one particular favorite moment of the show. Okay. First of all, to back up a bit, we wrote a script and I also uh, recorded some songs. I produced some songs for the show. Yes. They were all songs from Little Shop of Horrors. That yeah, that you rewrote. Right. Um, one was Dadu, which we did for our opening. One was Suddenly, which we, which we did for our closing. Right. And then I did a dentist number. I recorded all these songs and brought in some members of our cast who are also very talented singers. B.B. Hart, Boo Bess, Francine the Lucid Dream, and produced these three songs. We gave away some CDs uh, to folks at the show. Uh-huh. My plan is to put these songs online so that the audience uh, beyond oh, the show will be able wonderful. to get them. Now, I don't know if I will have that ready and hosted by the time this episode goes. So check the show notes. There might be a link in there <laughs> to these three songs. <laughs> if not, then every episode of the Epic Podcast is going to have a segment called Epic Win the Musical slash the Soundtrack Update. But here was my here was my particular favorite moment of the show. Yeah, we we've hosted these shows over the years at a place called the Tank Theater. Yes, and they've been very good to us. They have, they have, and we've been very good to them. Yes, we have. A little bit of backstory before that, as one might suspect, mm-hmm. you can no longer smoke indoors in New York City. Oh, okay, I know where this anywhere. is going. Um, however, theater folk found a workaround for that, and apparently, it's okay if you smoke on stage. If it's part of a theatrical performance. Yes. Which is why burlesquers oftentimes will have smoking as a part of their act. They'll come on stage and they'll smoke a cigarette all. Yeah. You know, and then all the smokers in the room start drooling because they smell it and they can't have one. But they get away. You can get away with yes, it. Yes, because it was a theatrical Because of that. And epic wind shows even. There have been a couple of times yeah, they're, they're, when smoking has happened yeah, on stage. Two or three times, yeah. So a number of the performers in the show, they all did acts that were based on scenes from musical theater. And one of them, one of the performers, I'm not going to use anybody's names in this. You don't want to out them. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the performers did a number based on hair. Which was fantastic. Right. She like edited together five songs from hair and she actually sang it and she had a big it was a, Yeah, it was a wonderful medley. It was awesome. And everybody got to sing along because everybody loves the music from hair. But here's the thing. She had another one of the performers come on stage and get naked and like feed her acid, fake acid during it. And one of the things she wanted to do was smoke a joint and blow the smoke in her face. (laughs) Right. I had a conversation with one of the performers the day before who said like, I want to do this. Uh, Should I roll tobacco? Should I use pot? And I was like, just use pot. It'll be realistic. So one of the performers then brought a full joint on stage and during the course of the act smoked no, this entire joint on stage yeah. in a tiny little black box windowless theater. Yeah, and um, yeah. so did the did somebody from the, the tank say something to you? After? Well, before that, I said something to you. No, no. D- let's not do that part. Let's okay. do the part where the tank said something the to you. The tank basically looked at me and said, was that what I think it was? And I said, being coy, I don't know. What do you think it was? And then they said, who, they, just, they said, well, who, I just need to know whose idea was that? Was that yours or Schaefer's? <laughs> I said it was Schaefer's. <laughs> Go on. Is there more to that story? Because I know there is. <laughs> no, wait. What is it? Keep going. No, that's, that's all I got. No, 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 no. Because there's a part in that story where Trey came to you. You oh, being yeah. the producer of the show. Yeah. The boss. Yeah. The point of contact. Yeah. Came to you and said, were they smoking pot in the show? And you said, I tried to talk him out of it. I did. Right. Yeah, I did. I have try. a text message from you. Yeah. The day before, I wrote to you and said, "Hey, we're going to do this pot. I, not we. They're going to do this pot smoking bit in the show." Right. And your response was, "Oh my." 
Because I thought... And then I said, no, no, no. oh, I had a conversation with her about it, and you said, cool. That is not talking me out of no, anything. No, 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 no. No, when you... I, I thought they were going, going to theatrically smoke pot, like fake it. I didn't realize it was going to be real pot. Do you want me to read the text to you? I told you we are going to smoke real weed on... St- they are going to smoke real weed on stage. And you said, oh, I don't remember oh, my. that. I don't remember that at all. I don't know. Maybe I haven't learned the code over the years, but <laughs> oh my is hardly talking me out of something. Anyway, so Lugo passed them off to me. Yeah. And boy, true. did they give it to me. Yeah, they gave you the business. They were really upset about that. And so we didn't do it the second night. And, you know, to be fair, they're within their right. I mean, yeah. it was a pretty well, stupid thing. For- well, it's two things. One, you're smoking weed on stage a whole joint yeah a whole joint so a rather big joint right so putting the legalities of that aside for just a moment she had to light it and according to u.s fire codes in in new york theaters um right now the law has been changed you can't have an open flame of any kind on stage in any capacity when did that become law oh geez this was like maybe six months ago Really? Is that new? Yeah, relative, like six months Broad- to a year. Broadway can't have candles on stage? Nope. No candles, no matches. Like, they can't light a match. You can't light a lighter. You can't light a Zippo. You can't say Macbeth. <laughs> you can't say That's Well, you can't do that for different reasons, but yeah. Um, that show was amazing. It was. It was amazing for so many damn reasons. Yeah, but you sold me out. Yeah, but you should I don't be know used why to I, it by now. I don't know why I, I took you out that every bullet. You're the you're the producer of the show. I didn't even smoke the weed on stage. Yeah, well, <laughs> one of them was pretty okay with it, but the guy who holds the lease was decidedly unokay with it. Yeah, well, for the record, I was also decidedly unokay with it, but I've kind of learned not me, man. That sometimes I don't own my own show, and and the inmates run around. the asylum. When you're when I'm around, you don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? I I I, um, I liked it because now we had two minutes of content for our podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, February was great for me on many levels. Like we had um, our wild card show the first Saturday of February, which was which was great, and then we had um, our first double feature show, which uh, it, it we got screwed by the snowstorm by the by the winter storm. I forget what the name of it was now. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Was, uh, uh, um, I don't remember. Was it Sandy? Yeah, it was no, like... No, Sandy was yeah. the hurricane. The, the winter storm. Uh, Nemo. Nemo, that's it. The winter storm Nemo kind of screwed us because there was a blizzard 24 hours before the show. And that kind of cut into the amount of people that came out to see it. Kind of a candy-ass blizzard. No, it was no, it was pretty significant. It was just well, fast. No, there was snow, yes. Yeah, it was just, I mean, it was good. It was, I mean, it was like, what, four to six inches. I feel like calling heavy snowfall a blizzard is also like when you get a really bad cold and you say you have the flu. Well. Then it cheapens what the really, the extreme one is. No, I get a that. A blizzard is a freaking blizzard, man. There was a blizzard a few years ago. It was like two and a half feet of snow. Yeah, that was awesome. I remember That's a that. blizzard. Um, Valentine's Day came and went. <laughs> sure did. Basically. Uh, and, uh, I, I, and this month I went on, I went on a few dates. <gasps> yeah. I are, you getting, on, are you getting better at learning how to pick up social cues? <laughs> I'm getting better to, I'm getting better at asking whether that's a social cue. Oh, how, how, how have your, how did your, your February dates go? Um, I think, well, I did it. I, I, I went on three dates with three women. No, that's not true. I went on dates with three women. And okay, what's today? The 19th? 
Yes. Settle down, Casanova. Well, no, these were very like casual, like drinks in a bar conversation kinds of things. And two of them didn't really pan out. Um, they're both lovely, and I'm, I'm sure we'll be still be friends and whatnot, but they didn't really. We, they probably, they, there's not much in common there. Uh, but there's one that I've seen a couple of times now, and there's possibility there. Hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's about as much as I'm willing to sort of talk about at this point. I'm glad that you've learned some restraint. <laughs> I'm glad you've learned some restraint when an internet, when the internet and a microphone are pointed at you. <laughs> at last, that wish I made on the Zoltar machine came true. Um, but but I did. But but I'm also getting you know the 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 internet hate of Nelson Lugo continues. Um, <laughs> I I am not as beloved a burlesque producer in the New York scene as I thought I was. Um, you know, there are some naysayers, there are some, some critics, and there are some people who believe that what I do isn't valid, um, which, you know, fine by me. I mean, I, I mean, they're entitled to their, to their opinion. I'm still going to keep doing what I'm doing. You know what? What's up? You're beloved by me. Oh, that's your job, no. motherfucker. Well, so that's fair. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of like in, in the midst of some post-show blues right now. Um, uh, because of the the musical, because we worked so damn hard on it. Um, but uh, but other than that, feeling all right. Terrific. So we're gonna read some. Um, we have some. Oh yeah. We're not gonna do that yet, though. Oh, that's right. Yes, we had we we announced the uh, the haiku contest, and a whopping five of you wrote in. Did they write? Did those five people write multiple entries? No, no, no. Each one wrote. Did one you count in- them all for syllables? No, I'm just gonna trust that they're haikus. Also, what do you mean uh, trust that they're? It's such an. Well, also, I have you here. You're the grammar Nazi. You're the one who will, who will basically attest to its that's... validity. Um, I don't like you using Nazi flippantly, and being able to count to seventeen <laughs> does, is, doesn't have anything to do with grammar. Shut up. All right, we'll read these at the end. We'll read these at the end. So uh, our guest is here. So uh, we're going to take a very short break, and we'll be back with more epic podcast. <laughs> Still be for you 
Ladies and gentlemen, our guest on the program this month is a board-certified doctor of neuropsychology by day and the drummer of a raunchy doo-wop rock and roll band called Kudzu and the Faggettes by night. In the interest of full disclosure, she is also my ex-wife. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the program, Dr. Eviler. Dr. Eviler! <laughs> Is that the that's 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 the din of the crowd? Oh, they just went nuts. They were on their feet. <laughs> you yeah, have no that idea. Great. That was great. Thunderous applause. <laughs> Thunderous. So, Doctor Eviler, thank you so much for being with us on our February slash Valentine's Day episode. Oh, You're oh so God. welcome. I'm so glad you could make oh, it. Man. Me what? too. Why did I agree to this? I would also like to point out that you didn't hear a doorbell in this segment because. Well, Dr. Eviler used to live here, so <laughs> she just made her way into the building. She didn't. True. She did not need <laughs> to be buzzed no, in for entry. Not at all. Not at all. Walked in like she owned the joint. It's good to see you. Yeah, you too. This is awkward. No, it's uh-huh. not. Oh, you have no idea. It's going to get so much more awkward. Yeah, oh, I'm going to, like I said. This is um, nothing. I am going this is to, nothing. I'm going to be made of tears oh, by the end yeah, of this thing. Yeah. I'm going to cry into your microphone. You know, I might just even ask you to take a knee. And... <laughs> I don't take knees. Dr. E and I will I'll, duke it out. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, like, I don't know, curl in some kind of, like, fetal position. So since February is the month of Valentine's Day, which is the holiday of love, we thought it would be fitting to have you here to discuss some science. But also, yeah, this is going to be a little weird. So we're going to we're going to drink some shots. Yeah. Uh what what are we uh what are we drinking? Doctor? Don it's Don Julio tequila that I got in Costa Rica, duty-free. All right. So duty-free Tequila. Here we go. Everybody, clinky, that, clinky, that's, clinky, that's clinky. That's D-U-T-Y. Yes, that's not. That's not like the poo no, 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 kind. no, 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 not we, the we poo. We'll get, we'll, we'll get them all. It'll hear. Oh. Clinky. Oh, oh, spillage. Oh, it's the all first. Right, of here many. we go. And here we go. Uh, oh, smooth. Oh. Fuck. Smooth. Oh, it's wasted like on a, you, like Schaefer. A, like a baby's yeah, bottom. It is. Um, I mean, it's good. It's better than than crappy tequila. But it's still all tequila to me. So, so doctor, um, let's let's at least start off neutrally here. And um, you are board board certified. Yes. And um, can you uh, uh, talk to us about what happens in the brain chemically during emotions of love or arousal or attraction, and what on what is what is actually transpiring in the brain when that happens? Here, here's the thing. <laughs> I actually don't work on. Um anything having to do with love in the brain. The brain's a huge organ. We're off to a great so, start. So I, so I downloaded a bunch of articles, but mm-hmm. since I have a real job that I have to actually work in, I didn't actually have time to read them. So... All right, so I guess we'll just go to the tears. <laughs> uh, so how, what was but, the... What, what but was, that, wait, wait, wait. Being, that being said, yes. I did actually, you know, while, while I was sitting here waiting for you guys to be done... While we were talking about smoking weed at the Tank Theater. Yes, yes. Okay. I, I did read the abstracts of a few articles, and I got to say, it's fascinating. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Right. I'd have to go get my iPad <laughs> to actually look at them again. Well, then, tell you what, folks, uh, we'll, we'll post some links to some of the but abstract man, articles. But, man, interesting stuff. Really interesting stuff. I got to tell you, really interesting stuff. We're off to a great there, start. There you uh, have it. Uh, so, all right. So, you say that this is a, this is a particular area of study with which you aren't so familiar no where where is your focus well my specialty is epilepsy mm-hmm. but i um my focus is in brain damage insults to the brain and it's assessing brain functioning in people who it has somehow gone awry in some 
way. And so I'll do that. Basically, doctors will refer patients to me when they have no idea what's going on. And I will assess their cognitive functioning. And based on their pattern of performance, I will tell the doctor what the diagnosis is and what should be done about it. I also (laughs) I have been doing a lot of forensic work lately, which is very interesting and stimulating. So in those cases, I get called by lawyers to, to evaluate their clients and basically see if there's anything they can use in court. And you will then frequently will testify as an expert witness. Yes. Right. Oh, wow. Because I'm, I, I'm an expert. Right. You, <laughs> you, you are a doctor. You didn't, you didn't just stumble upon those oh. three letters that oh, follow wait, your name. Should I put on my coat? <laughs> yeah. I'll let the record show that Dr. Eviler actually brought a lab coat here. <laughs> right. To a podcast. <laughs> well, right. Uh, mostly for our benefit so that yeah. we would uh, <laughs> treat her with the respect that she deserves. Yes. So that yes. We, we would respect the, uh, the clothing. Do you, I, I mean, how frequently do you even wear a lab coat at um, work? I, I wear it when I go into the hospital if I'm seeing an inpatient because I can easily go in without wearing it. But when I go into units where they don't know me in the nurse's station, all that, and I go in and, and oftentimes I don't look like your typical doctor and they look at me like, I'm somebody who's infiltrating their unit. <laughs> so I wear my doctor's coat because nobody could get a doctor's coat ever anywhere. No, 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 no. I wear, I, I I wear my... Too. I tried, but it, it, it turns out you need 19 years of education. Yeah. No, no, so, no. So I, have, I, I have two at home. Sh- so I wear my doctor's coat so that um, so they, they know I'm a doctor. Do you also frequently wear a DO t-shirt underneath your lab coat? No, 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 no. This, no. This is because I have not done laundry. Oh, I see. I, I have I have a question, doctor. Yes. So, um, if I were to get hit in the head uh, with a blunt object, can I manifest some kind of latent superhuman ability, and or like play the piano like a concert uh, pianist? No. Okay. <laughs> I have a follow up. Uh, if I were to say take a bath. And I accidentally drop a toaster in there, and I electro- elec- uh, 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 electrocute myself. Um, can I hear women's thoughts? You would if you were alive. I see. Is that is that how he got the powers in that movie? Yes, <laughs> he, he he basically had one foot in the tub, and then he dropped like a curling iron or something in there. Before we we get away from your doctor work, <laughs> tell us about uh, what is a wada. Oh, the WADA test. Uh, Do you know what this is? No, what is this? Oh, you're in for a treat. Okay. The WADA test is actually not nearly as interesting as the intraoperative mapping, but the WADA test is basically when we're going in to operate on somebody's brain who's got epilepsy. My specialty is epilepsy. Who has epilepsy, and we need to basically take out the epileptogenic focus. So if you think of your Latin... Epileptogenic means where the epilepsy is coming from. And if that area overlines or, or um, overlaps with an area that we that has to do with language, meaning the left hemisphere, <laughs> we need to know that. So basically the WADA test, we anesthetize one half of the brain at a time, and I test the other half of the brain. And then we'll anesthetize that half, and I test the other. So basically, we inject into the left hemisphere. I test the right hemisphere functions. We inject to the right hemisphere. I assess the left hemisphere functions. 
And from that, we can see where is language? Is it overlapping with the region we want to resect? And does anything about their memory performance between those tell us anything about, first of all, where the focus is, but also whether they're going to be at risk for decline after Wait, surgery? Wait, you're, you're talking about prior to the surgical removal of brain yes. matter. Yes, and that gets me to the intraoperative mapping. Holy crap. Which is where I go into the operating room, and after they've done the craniotomy, which is basically the term for opening up the brain, they'll put a little hole in the, in the scalp and in the, the skull and take out a little, a little circle of the skull and peel back the meninges, and the brain is exposed, and then I go in and we wake the patient up and I test them while they're awake and undergoing surgery to make sure we're not impacting their function. You, you ask a series of questions to the patient. No. So, so basically, if you imagine there's like a, I would say, imagine the diameter of a tennis ball maybe. Okay. okay. That's about the size of the craniotomy. So meaning they've sawed through a circle, circular sized diameter of a, of a tennis ball out of the skull. They take that, what we call a bone flap out. And they take the bone flap out, and then the meninges are peeled back and with pins and stuff. The actual brain tissue does not have pain receptors. So so that once that's all done, when we wake the patient up, as long as they're using lidocaine and stuff on the meninges, there's no pain involved. And there there is – so basically, once – once their brain is exposed, the area that they want to resect is ex- exposed. We wake them up, and then the surgeon has, it's called an Ogemon stimulator, and it basically looks like a wand. Go and, on. And a, well, we'll just keep it at wand. Okay. That's, a le- that's language <laughs> and, I understand. And, and the neurosurgeon has a wand, and he... And, and I say he only because I've never worked with female neurosurgeons, but... I'm glad that you clarified that. He, he touches the brain. Well, first I say to, to the, the surgeon, go! <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Of course you say And it. then he stimulates the brain. And while he's stimulating th- that one tiny little area, and I would say if you, if you look at your index finger, that's about the size of the one, but there's two... In order to have a an electrical um, circuit, you have to have two nodes. So there's basically two little prongs coming off of that. Okay. Each one is stimulating. Right. So it's coming off, and it's about the, the width of a, a finger. And he stimulates an area of the brain. And when whatever area he's stimulating, it's knocking out functioning in that area. So when oh. I test that, if they can't do something while he's stimulating it, that's an area they need for that function. Got it. So I say, go. I start testing. Then I hear what, what their response is. And depending on what their response is, I say, okay. And, and oftentimes there's a, there's a matter of me saying, had you pulled away yet or had you stopped stimulating yet? Because sometimes what will happen is if we knock an, out an area that's, for example, needed in naming, I show them a picture and I say, what's this? And I know that they've, they can name it because I've already done a baseline. And I show them the picture and they look at it, and, and the, he's stimulating, and all of a sudden they go, house. And I say, did you just take the, sti- the stimulator away? Yeah. And, and literally, it's like split second. The second the stimulator comes off, they're able to name it. But oh. while it was on, they weren't. 
That's an area that they need for naming. What do they say? Do they well, say something else? Do they say if, nonsense? If Are they right just on mute? A, if we're right on a naming area, they won't say anything. If we're approaching areas needed, and it's not just naming. So it's it's speech, it's naming, it's comprehension, it's there's auditory naming and visual naming, so there's different. But as we're approaching those areas, they get closer and closer to, to just total dysfunction of, of the right. skill. But as we're getting a little bit farther out, then it's like they'll say something that might approximate that or they'll and and all and all of this is basically to determine the air the, that area of the brain that is causing the seizures well no in this case so in this case it's and and the the surgeon i work with most and i want to give him a shout out but i'm not you going can't. to you can't don't do it <laughs> but um he's he's actually a neuro-oncologist and so he so the workup, if there's, if it's an epilepsy surgery, we do the WADA test. We do an extra operative mapping, which is basically before they get into the operating room, we literally map out because they've got a grid implanted in their brain, an eight by eight electrode grid on the area that we know we we know the seizures are generally coming from that area, but they put the grid on the brain because we'll get a much better idea of where the seizures are. Oh, I from. see. So that you could just really specifically specifically in, they yeah. well, so they they put the grid in to find the seizures, but and then they put the the bone flap back on, <laughs> and there's wires coming out of the brain, right? And then they get, go back to their hospital room. But while that grid is in, we stimulate each of those little nodes within the grid. So by the time we've done that. We, I often don't need to go into the, the operating room. Because they know exactly we where We know exactly is. where yeah. everything is. Got we it. spend painstaking hours right. m- literally mapping it out. And I've got a map of their brain and the grid, and st- we have strips all around too. And I literally say, this is naming. This is that. This is that. And we, you can see this is where everything is. Got it. And then we'll see this is where the seizure focus is. If after we've done all that, the seizure focus overlaps with areas that are needed for language, then I go in. But oftentimes seizures disrupt functioning. So where the seizures are coming from, there's no function there, and I don't have to go in. More often I have to go in when there's somebody who's got a tumor. Holy crap. So I get called into the operating room a lot by our neuro-oncologist. And in those cases, it's if you think about the brain, the surface of the brain, the tumor is embedded within the brain, the brain parenchyma. And there's lots of ways that you can get in to get that tumor. We're basically trying to find the approach. Right. The, the best way to sort the of get in. The best way to get in. And so we want to basically get, go in through cortex <clears throat> that has no function. Right. So we're, we're mapping out all the areas. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is a good area to enter. And then so we'll enter in that area that we've not found any function. He'll go in. He'll take out the tumor. But then as he's actually resecting, so actually removing tumor, I will keep just doing a more sort of fluid evaluation, not with the stimulation, where we're making sure that their functioning is intact and, and remaining intact. In order to have the wow. best tumor outcome, you want to remove the entire tumor. Ideally, you want to also remove the margins of the tumor. So that just means, to be safe. Yeah. But sometimes the, the margins are functional. So mm. periodically I'll go in and keep testing them as they're going through the surgery to make sure that... And it's actually, it makes me feel very important because I, I, I can't, well, pretty much every time I'm the one who decides when they stop the surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. So, so I say, is the, is the I say, we're done. And they, they say, <laughs> okay. Is the instrument that they use to remove tumors, 
Um, I always imagine it to look like a melon baller. Is that? No, 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 no. Because they're like, it's, um, is it, is it's it like, actually is it like a much more disgusting than that. No, 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 no. Oh, it's worse. It's worse than it's a melon worse baller. Than a yes, melon yes, baller? yes, yes, yes. Oh. It's basically. And so my when I was in training and and doing this, my first time I was sitting next to my supervisor and realized there was a tube on one side of me and a tube on the other side of me, and one was yellow and one was a frothy pink. The yellow was the pee coming from their catheter. Right. The pink was the tissue that was being removed from their brain. Oh, dear. And basically <laughs> what they do is they, it's like a suction and a they cauterize suction. Remove. Oh, I see. Cot- I see. If it's a big swath of air, I mean, if there's like, they're, they're, they know they're going to lob off a huge area, yeah. they'll just like just cut it, lob it off and take it. But then to get more ref- like refined sure, section, sure. they'll use a, uh, an instrument that basically, it kind of looks like, a, so, so they'll use a microscope that you can see up on a big video screen. Cool. And it looks kind of like an alien insect because it's these two little weird like, very, very hot probes. Looks like almost like a pincher uh, of an insect. Yeah. And they're just working away at it. And, and for, for you listening audience out there, you can't see my fingers. But imagine, <laughs> imagine uh, uh, like a... Like What was the movie with the huge insects in space? Uh, Starship Troopers. Yes. Imagine one of those insects and they're huge pinchers. And basically they're, they're like pinching away areas in it. In it it burns it and cauterizes it at the same time, oh, wow. and then it sucks it in, so that what I was seeing coming through that pink frothy thing that collects in a that bin was, was basically just this like frothy cauterized tissue. What is this device called? <sighs> Fuck if I know. <laughs> oh crap! Well, it's, because it's I was going to say we would find like we'd find like a we'd do like a Google image search or yeah, find yeah, a wiki yeah. entry for it. No, I can find it. I know I can find it. I have a very know. good relationship with my neurosurgeon. You know what? You find out. I'll find out. We'll put it in the. I'll find yeah, out what it's we'll called. It, I'll find out. Because, yeah. because it is quite fascinating. Yeah. Um, I just want the record to show that um, I'm now going to start a band. My band's name is going to be Skull Flap. No, it's Bone Flap. Look, you name your band however you want. I'll name my band. If you want to be I wrong, want. do whatever you want. But, <laughs> but the fact is, is that all of us brain people would think you were an idiot. Well, that's probably not going to be his target audience. Also, he, he doesn't not. play music, so this isn't. This is just a thing that he's saying out loud. Okay. okay. God damn it. He hasn't spoken in a Inside while. Inside voice. Yeah. Inside he, he, he hasn't said anything out loud in a while, so he had to. I don't even know where to go from that. That is the most awesome, disgusting thing I've heard in a while. Yeah, it's a fun part of my job. Yeah, I think when you. So pr- sorry, I didn't read those articles. Uh, doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> We're not really so concerned that you didn't do your research right. about about the the, the brain chemistry of do. love. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, I, although right. it is seriously, it is fascinating. No, what you, just, you, what you, you lack in in love research, you more than made up for. In awesomeness, brain tumor stories. <laughs> so, thank okay, you. Good. Uh, what do you got there, Shane? Uh, speaking of band names, if uh, we can just change focus. Well, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Do you have something wait. else? Yeah, um, another shot of tequila, please. Okay. Yeah, we should probably. All right, we're, gonna, uh, we're gonna take a break for tequila. No, we're not taking a break. We're gonna do this at, at... live. Yes. All right, hold on. Okay. We're gonna do shots in real time. Because, because believe it or not, I can talk and drink at the same time. Give me your glass. Did you? Let me ask you something. Give me your glass, Doctor Eviler. Mm-hmm. If that is your real name, <laughs> it is. I'm assuming you took public transportation here. No, I didn't. You drove. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, I didn't tell you I'm sleeping over. <laughs> I mean, you still have keys, right? <laughs> Glass. <laughs> oh dear God. I am so bad at. Let me. Let me. I'm know so when bad you... at drinking tequila. So yeah, that's where we differ. I'm really good at it. I'm. I'm. That's where we differ. <laughs> oh, really? Want to start this now? Let's, it's too early. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Early. No, I think you made a clear <laughs> moment ago when you were like, yeah, because I have a real job. Well, oh, come shit. on. <laughs> well, no, fair All enough. Right. You do. Tequila has been poured. Here uh, we go. Clinky, 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 clinky. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Valentine's Third Day. shot down. Here we go. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, it hurts. <sighs> um, let's, wanna, let's talk about her band let's, before we yes. start crying. Can we? Yes. So, Dr. Eviler is also the drummer uh, of a band called Kudzu and the Faggettes. They are a six-piece rock band, drums, bass, and guitar, and then three female vocalists. Gorgeous do, female vocalists. Okay. Who do uh, three-part harmonies, and they wear matching dresses, and they shoot glitter cannons, and their songs are all about, uh, you know, abortions and hand jobs. Um, <laughs> Much more than that. The songs, well, look, the songs are about, like, broken relationships, but sex, and their songs are about love and sex. Yeah, which and also. Filthy. Filthy, filthy mouths. Filthy. filthy. So, so dirty. The first record, I believe, was called The Prettiest Girls with the Filthiest Mouths. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, and Dr. Eviler is the uh, drummer. The drummer. Ooh, I wrote one, wait, I wrote, I wanna, I wrote I one wa- bridge. Though. I just want to test and make sure that Next. um that, that the uh, the bleep works uh, on this. Okay. Is the drummer. Oh, nice. Nice bleep. Thanks. That was a really good bleep there. It was good. Yeah. Um. So how, how long have you been playing with Kudzu? With Kudzu since 2008. Wow. Okay. Yep. The first time I saw Kudzu and the Faggots, mm-hmm. I I knew nothing about them going in. And this was like 2009, I think. Mm. Was this at the Delancey? It may have been, actually. It may have been the Delancey. Um, this, no, this was their record release. Uh, at Arlene's. Uh, yes, at Arlene's. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Wait. And um, their first one, their first record release. It was at Arlene's? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and... I what, what initially what what I as an uninitiated audience member see are three attractive women of various shapes and sizes mm. wearing three very uh, pastelly pink dresses. They all match, um, hair ties and dresses. They all look exactly the same, and they all they're smiling and cute and you know very adorable. They're all they're, they're all they're adorable. all adorable. yeah they are. And so I'm adorable. standing there thinking, oh this is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be like a, a three part harmony doo wop kind of which it is. Well yeah technically okay. But but the shit that comes out of their mouth is yeah, they're the filthy. Foulest, they're filthy. Fucked up lyrics I have ever heard, and they do it with a smile oh, and yeah. a wink and a nod and joy. They and it's such a. It's such a pleasure to hear some of the filthiest lyrics I've ever heard come out of some of the sweetest ladies. I actually get stage. sometimes embarrassed in practice. Do you really? And I am not easily. <laughs> no, you're you're a gross asshole. I am, I am like, a I, gross, disgusting thirteen-year-old boy. Yes, you are. And I think sometimes I go, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> are you really going to go there? The, the and they do. They do. They always the do. Joy. That they exude oh, yeah. in the songs is so pure. It is and so sincere yeah, and absolutely, earnest. Absolutely, that the 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 foul, fucked up shit that they're saying. The dichotomy between those two things is 
is is hard to articulate in just a conversation in a podcast. You have to really experience them to get it. Yeah, you do. Um, I guess you'll have to go to the link in the show notes. Go to the link in the show uh. notes. I'll I'll post a video. They are a sight to behold, and um, I've always been uh, sort of a. Uh, sort of like a satellite fan of theirs. Sure. So. You know, the material is really crass, but I feel like, and you're going on and on about it now. Oh my God, the most foul shit I've ever heard. Like, well, Because apparently you never listen to Gigi Allen. But here, the point is like <laughs> Gigi Allen is like a fucked up, like. Yeah, like you expect it from yeah. Gigi wait, wait, Allen. Wait, 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 exactly. wait, 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 okay, wait. go on. I'm just saying like, it's not the foulest shit that's ever been written. Well, fair enough. Wait, wait, wait. But that said, I appreciate that because it means they're pacing themselves. They're yeah. still, and you can get like they can get more disturbing oh, like, pra- going into no like emotional well, territory. You have no, no idea what we have planned. I have no coming, idea. In this coming year, oh god, we're 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 actually we're taking a break right now. Our show has become a little stale because we're doing the same things over and over again. Uh huh. And so we've got some tricks up our sleeve for this year. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, stale for you because you've been doing the same things over. Stale, stale for, for the, the people. Audience? Stale for the people who come to all of our shows. Oh, I see. So they're seeing the same thing, and and it's not new and fun and like. I mean, it still is fun. Yeah, yeah. But it's but it's not shocking, and and we want to we want to reward the people who are actually there all the time. We don't want to reward the people who are like, man, maybe I'll go see the show. Well, let me then. Here's a here's a question. How mm. do you balance? your uh, career as a doctor, uh-huh. as an actual PhD, mm-hmm. with uh, the sort of the rigors of being in a band? How does, like, how, how do you negotiate that sort of, the pitfalls of that kind of schedule? Now, are we talking about time, or are we talking about energy? Well, both, I, get, then I guess both is what I'm really asking. I, I feel really time is more the thing, because I, if I know anything about you as, I know a thing or two about you, uh, energy <laughs> isn't that much of a concern no, I, for you. I have an time. Abundance. You have yeah. boundless energy, yeah. but you do have your time is quite limited because mm-hmm. you are working always. Mm-hmm. So, so the way I look at that is <laughs> that is my social life. I have no social life outside oh, of my dear. Bed. Okay. So basically, we have practice once a week. Yeah. That is when I get to see my bestest of friends. And we practice three hours. We have shows every so often. And really, it's like if you consider if I didn't do that, I would never leave my house, pretty much. So I, so I guess touring is really out of the question for you. And no, actually, it's not because <laughs> cause I have a, a rad job that I have 25, <laughs> 25 vacation days a year. What? Yeah. I have five weeks of vacation a year. Nice. And so I can really, I mean, I could take two weeks off to go on tour. The yeah, issue yeah. is is less about touring, well, less about our time and more about six people in the band who are all doing lots of other stuff. Right. That right. that trying to find everybody, time when everybody can do it yeah. is more of an issue. And, you know, everybody's got their projects and so we don't have a manager. We don't have somebody who's stepping up and saying, I'm going to book this for you. And so not having somebody doing that for us. I thought you did. We did. We don't anymore. Oh. Oh, band drama. Uh, Wowzers. You know, the the band is six pieces, but the bassist and guitarist have changed a number of times. I know you've had the same guitarist for a while, but you have had multiple guitarists and you have had multiple bassists. Yeah. But uh, since... uh, since the onset, it's been the three female vocalists and you yeah. have been the constant. Yeah. 
I kind of like that. I like that. That I yeah. like. I like that dynamic. That it seems like yeah. all of the boys in the band, yeah, they can. are they're 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 replaceable. Yeah, and they have been. Like it's been proven. Although I like, feel like they want to step aside. You're like whatever. You'll get somebody else. But the four women in the band are the band. Yeah, yeah I like I like the consistency of yeah. that. So yeah, and 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 I feel like our our current bass player and guitar player are I think pretty stable at this point. They're great. But yeah, the us four ladies, we we've we've gone on like vacations together. We just went to Costa Rica together. We we uh, celebrated my birthday Aww. in Costa Rica. Happy birthday! I know it was in October. That's okay. Yeah, yeah you better know. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thanks. Timely. <laughs> we I celebrated with you. Did you? Twice. Oh yeah, you did. Okay, Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Oh yeah, you did. You Look, totally did. I took you to a Mountain Goats concert for yeah, your you birthday, yeah, you and did. I also went to your birthday party at the and karaoke you got Korean bar. Barbecue. Yeah, you totally. Did. And I took you to Korean barbecue. Do do play that like BGG. Easy. I, no, easy. I, I actually wasn't doing right. that. I was more like easy. Just trying, you were just trying to search for the Schaefer's. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> go easy, Schaefer. All right. Okay. No, tell that Schaefer to go easy. No, no, both of you <laughs> go easy. Uh, so listen, if we throw, we're, we'll throw some links up in the show notes, and obviously we'll throw the link to Kudzu's main website. Mm. But uh, Kudzu has a number of music videos. Mm. Uh, if we throw up a link to one of those music videos, which one would you recommend? I'd say New York Girls. It's a great video. It's a really good video. New York Girls is is probably my favorite. It's a really good video. The, Wait, which the, one is that? Uh, it's, oh, the, it's the music video for the song New York Girls. No, duh. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't know. So I, when, when we if you don't know, then how do I answer we, that I question? Not, I am not familiar. Have you I, not seen this? It's a music video no, no, for a song I've, you don't know. No, no, no. I've, I know all their, I know, I've heard all their songs. I've seen all their videos, but I don't know the title of all the damn songs. Hum a few bars. Really? Yeah. It's it's not like it's like they they speak very clearly. The topics you know what? are very you know clearly what? made. You know what, Doctor? I uh. understand why now you are no longer married. <laughs> oh, to, uh, really? Shape the dark lord. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck. You know what? Fuck all that. We're 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 kind of we're we're, we're beating around the bush. We're avoiding the the topic we all came here to discuss. The, the both of you at one point were married. Correct. And now you are not. Correct. Uh, oh, wait, we aren't? We're not. Wait, are you just now finding this out? Okay. <laughs> Holy shit, okay. my heart just jumped out of my chest. Ooh, can I actually talk about that for a moment? Well, no, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, if you want to go ahead and tee up the audience. All right, here's the thing. Yeah. They will let anybody get married in pretty much any state. It doesn't take any amount of work. When we got married... It was in the summer of 2006. Oh, it was 2006. Do you remember Dr. Eviler? Do you remember? I do. It was I the do. summer of 2006, and we got married. We lived in New York at that time, but we went back to California for a wedding, and our wedding was beautiful. But we had to stop, but we had to go to a courthouse in what county? Was it San Mateo? Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa? You were so hungover. I was so you were like, freaking hungover. Like, ridiculous. Like, ridiculously hungover. Look, my bachelor party was the night before in San Francisco and it was one for the ages. So I was preposterously hungover and I And you sat in the car actually. No, I came in. I had to sign. I was there. I remember. I remember what the office looked like. So I had to go in. They will let anybody. You go in there, you write down your name and sign some shit and blah, blah, blah. And And you have a marriage. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. License, and that's it. Now getting divorced, oh, that's a lot more difficult. State by state, clearly. Now up until 2010, every state in the union had no-fault divorce, which meant that two people of their own accord could go in and sign a document and say, look, this marriage isn't working. We would like to get divorced without having to bring lawyers into it. Every state in the union except for New York State. It was the only one. Montana (laughs) had it. Alabama had it. Hawaii had it. New York didn't have it. Dr. Eviler and I separated in 2009. (laughs) But we separated. We did not get divorced because New York State did not have no-fault divorce at that time, and we didn't want to pay lawyers. So we waited. And come the fall of 2010, New York State finally caught up with the rest of the country and passed no-fault divorce. So we were like, yes, now we can do this without bringing in lawyers. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just correct that. Now we can do this, meaning can do this without bringing in lawyers because i did the entire first process oh, myself. i'm so glad you pointed out yeah. that point yeah please so, so now now that no fault divorce got passed <laughs> can now do this so she did so in 2010 fall of 2010 october i believe you started the process for divorce you filed the papers got all the appropriate documents you had me served the appropriate documents that i had to sign which i received in January of 2011. I was I believe, served. I believe Jess said you got served. Yes. J Train of Kudzu. <laughs> J Train of Kudzu served me. I remember that day so well. I had. I, had, I, I took, got the text. No, I took the day off work because there was like a, a massive uh, train uh, failure that day. So I took the day off work. I came home. I sat in my apartment. I played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood all day. And then Jess, aka J Train of Kudzu, showed up. She served me the papers. I remember her handing me the papers outside in the little entryway to the building and looking at her and saying, are you going to say it? And she was like, <laughs> yeah, you got served. <laughs> served me the papers. I signed all the appropriate documentation, sent it back to Dr. Eviler, and we went on our way. Now, once you purchase an index number to start your divorce proceeding, you have a year until it expires. So Dr. Eviler. Oh, God, I hate calling you that. Dr. Eviler, uh, then it was in her court because she was the one that filed for divorce, filed the appropriate stuff, maybe not all of it, because some of it she slept on for almost a year. No, I did file all of it, just not in a timely manner necessarily because, hey, I have a neurologic illness that prevented me from doing it in a timely manner, okay? Okay. Neurologic illness, okay. Right. I am having the time of my life so, right now. Anyway, so... At th- I didn't see you stepping up, dude. Oh, I'm so glad you pointed that out, too. Our- <laughs> so we get to the end of our year, and it's it's like about a week before our index number is going to expire. And we receive documentation that says that our documents... I might have gotten it a little earlier. Okay. We, we, we receive a letter that says our documentation is not in order. We are missing documents or there is inconsistent information. Regardless of what it was, it wasn't complete. 
and we had about a week before our index number expired that we'd had for one year. <laughs> hey, At this point, if you I, I'm not done. Hold on. Okay. I'm getting you're going to get your moment. So we get to that point and it's too late for us to go back and fix all of this documentation to meet it before our. But we could have had I not been going to India. What? I believe I called you and said, I'm going to India. This needs to be done. Yes, that's right. While I'm in India. Right. The plaintiff in the divorce yeah. called me up and said, hey, take care of this. I'm going to India. Peace. Yeah. Regardless, our index number expired. So that was, um, so started 2000. So that was in late 2011. So in early 2012, we were like, well, we failed. We failed at being married. We failed at getting divorced. So this is going to happen again. And you said, look, dude, I tried. It's your turn. And that's fair. That, that is absolutely fair. I'm not, I'm not disparaging you for that. That is absolutely fair. You did give that. it a shot. It didn't work out. It was my turn to try it. So then I filed for divorce. Backed by your leagues of lawyers behind you. I then filed. And again, it took like all year because it's such an arduous process. It's such a difficult, arduous process. I was then in charge of filing for divorce. And I did. And I filed all the documents and, and I got it all in near the end of the year. So as far as I was concerned, we were divorced. Now, after you submit all of this information... You have to wait several months until you get confirmation. They send you back a postcard in the mail to let you know that either A, your divorce has gone through, or B, there's stuff you're missing. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. You need to submit additional documentation. Basically, you're an asshole and a loser. Now, and although I submitted all the documentation in late 2012, or not even that late. Yeah, it was early. It was like, it was like mid. Late yeah. summer, early yeah. fall 2012. Even though I got it all in then, I still had to wait several months. So I didn't get the documentation confirming that our divorce was final until this month. When? when? Oh, when I'm, was it, I'm my so, my my darling I'm, darling husband? I'm so glad you asked, my love. Uh-huh. It uh huh. Came ex, in ex husband ex ex love. It came in the mail on Valentine's Day, <laughs> a day which I spent alone. Already, I mean, I didn't have Valentine's Day planned, but I spent it alone, and I came home on Valentine's Day to be greeted with confirmation of our divorce after three years of separation on Valentine's Day. Now, this is just a postcard saying, like, I think my response was, yay. <laughs> yeah, I actually wrote to you. It was a little wistful. I was feeling a little sad and a little, like, a, a little, like nostalgic maybe yeah well, a yeah. little bit and i was like oh god i guess it's real so i texted her and i was like hey it, uh, by the way our divorce is final and she wrote back awesome <laughs> <laughs> now to be fair look it's been three years in a process of been going on and yes on. and look yes, it's yes. gonna make filing taxes a lot easier for both of us this year yeah that's true that's true easier not necessarily as lucrative but whatever easier um so I got the postcard. Yes. And then I go, last Friday, I go to the courthouse. The 15th uh, to City Hall, of February. 15th of February, I go to the courthouse to pick up two certified documents of our judgment of divorce. This is paperwork that confirms it is stamped, it's embossed, it's signed by uh, the, a, a judge. A magistrate. Of it, is, the... it, is, it is official documentation of it. I get two copies of it because I'm a thoughtful ex-husband. Of what? You're saying I didn't ever get you copies of shit? 
Easy. Well, not of this because you never made easy. it this far. Easy. Well, I've made you copies of every other. Go hey, easy, Shane. I made you copies of everything else. Doctor, easy. So anyway, Dark Lord. So I get easy. the two copies, and I bring them back. Yeah. And now I have official documentation that Doctor Evil and I are in fact officially divorced. Um, of Wait, course, can I can't... spill some blood on those documents. Maybe. Do you want to cut ourselves? Totally. I sometimes cut just so that I can feel something. No, you don't. <laughs> That's not a thing you do. Anyway, I so I, I get two copies like... of it. But here's the thing. I cannot legally give you your documentation because you have to be served. And you cannot be served by somebody who is the plaintiff in your case. Oh, dear. But I do have official documentation for you if you would like it. Are you... Wait, 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 wait. Oh, fuck. Now, is this like, is this like um, you know, if, if there's a... Uh, what should we call it? Some no. When when you're getting served, if you don't actually accept it, then it doesn't happen. So can I say that I'm not going to accept it unless the person who serves me does the helicopter? Uh, you you can say that. Uh, that's uh, what I'm saying. It doesn't really matter. You're fucking divorced. That's <laughs> as I said in my text. Awesome. What, what exactly <laughs> is what exactly is the helicopter? Are you talking about the breakdance move or the dick trick? Oh, whoa! What's the dick trick? That's when you like you spin it around. You jig- okay? You were talking about the breakdance move. I was, but now Wait, I'm kind of the, talking about the, the dick trick. I think I have. I, I want to try and do the breakdance move. Wait, what the helicopter? <laughs> well, Nelson, you're going to be doing it, so you better learn it. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's what you're going to get. You're going to get. You're going to get me. No, I'm not going to be all la 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 la. No, no. I'm going to hand you a pen, like an la, envelope. La, la, la. I'm going to say. You've been served. Wait, don't what? wait, don't tell the story before you tell the story. Here's the deal. So I have your documentation, but right. I am not allowed to give it to you. Bring it on. So uh Nelson, oh, as my agent. Oh dear. Uh, uh-huh. will you will you do the honors? Well, you're handing me Wait, I just want to uh-huh. make sure that the audience hears this. This is an envelope okay. full of documents. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're handing me an it's, envelope. It's a, it's a signed it's a, judgment of divorce. Inside the envelope is oops, I just dropped the envelope. Inside the envelope is yeah, it's a judgment of divorce. Holy shit, look at that. And now um, I'm going to partially seal it and I'm going to hand it. No, helicopter, di- helicopter. Wait, do you want the breakdance or the dick move? Either one really would, would suffice. I, I'm going to owe you that. Uh, no. You have been served. All right, fine. <laughs> oh, witnessed. You are now officially divorced. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, this is the sound of a high five. Let the record show that both the Dark Lord and the Doctor high five each other. Because, uh, because as, as snarky as we can get with each other, we do love each other. A deeply. whole fucking lot. Deeply. So. Uh, well, I guess that, that goes on into, into I guess, um, my next... I, the thing that I'm going to moderate, uh, the question I'm going to ask and the, and the segment I'm going to moderate, essentially. You two have been uh, close and dear friends for a very, very long time. Punctuated you, by a period of total and utter hatred, but yes. Wait, even during well, the period of total and utter hatred, we were still not. Well, hold on, hold on. You were, we're, we're still we're, in touch. We're, yeah. we're, we're getting okay. we're getting ahead of each other. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, you 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 guys started off with a very deep and and very sincere friendship that grew into uh, love. No, there was never a friendship. It was like it was love. It was okay. Yeah. Fine. It was love at first sight. Yeah. It was. You guys got married. It was Adam Smash. You uh, had a a very important and significant relationship for many many years, mm-hmm. um, and then it ultimately did not work out. And then you had a moment uh, where you hated each other um, and you got divorced. But now um, it would be safe to assume 
that the both of you have a far more profound relationship with each other than you probably ever have had. Yeah, I want, I want only the best. Yes. I, 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 I love you deeply. Yes. Oh, yeah, and no, I, I always will. I, I, I will always refer to you forever. I will always refer to you as the love of my life. I, I completely concur. Um, having said that, I mean, there were some significant things that just did not work and did not uh, uh, function as a working marriage or relationship. Mm-hmm. So what would you, the both of you, actually, I'm, I'm posing this to both of you. Um, what would you say to the next uh, Mrs. Dark Lord or the next Mr. Doctor? Um, that would uh, sort of, uh, you know, give them sort of a leg up in a relationship. Give that, them pause. Yes. Before well, they well, entered into well, not the institution of marriage. Well, not necessarily pause, but at least information that's that's critical for building a relationship that's going to last, um, you know, longer than what you guys had. Don't get married. <laughs> we were so good before we got married. Ah, uh, come on. <laughs> All right, we were good shortly after we got married. Yeah, oh, this is opening such a can of worms that I'm I know. not going to get into. So, so yeah, I'll answer that first. Okay, go. I would say <laughs> a warning. Oh, this is your this is your warning <laughs> this to is my future warning. partners of mine. This is my warning to to the future Mrs. Dark Lords because they won't be doctors. No, well, and because they won't they won't I'm assuming they won't be doctors. So right, the, you were never, you were never Mrs. Schaefer. No. Okay. So the future Mrs. Dark Lords, I, I would say the biggest one is is your 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 inability to tolerate discomfort. I think I think I think my current wife Nelson Lugo can confirm and dis- that discomfort can range from. A subway train. Oh, uh, yeah. To yeah. To an IKEA. To oh, yeah. To <laughs> basically to, to to an an airport security line. So oh, basically, are you talking about Mexico? So oh, I'm talking about like like any time. Yeah, but I threw was, a fucking temper tantrum in Mexico. You've you've thrown several. So it got to the point that it was like, you know what? I'll go and I'll buy our like new crazy whatever furniture we're about to buy by myself because it was just easier. So, so let, me, let, me, let me get this straight. So any, any, any situation <laughs> that someone would find themselves in to be mildly annoying would be would be even more annoying if you're with <laughs> it would to be even, for the dark lord. Well, well no. It, it's like any, any situation that you might be in that would be mildly annoying yeah. that, that every other citizen of the would United find States mildly would find mild, yeah. mildly annoying. First of all, would be exponentially more annoying if you're with <laughs> Mark. But but there's actually it's like it's as though there's some like why do I have to be experiencing this like a commute? Why do I have to be on a crowded subway train every day at five o'clock and come home? To my wife who has cooked me dinner and I'm grumpy because I've just been commuting. 
And that was fair enough. That was pretty much it. That's that. No, that's fair. All right. Well, uh, Mr. I, Mr. I've come a long way since then. I, by the I, way. You know, we, uh, we've talked about this. Mr. Schaefer, the Dark Lord. Yes. What what what, uh, what pieces of, of sage wisdom would you have for um, the next um, um, Mr. Mr. Doctor? <laughs> that that will never happen. If you future Mr. The Doctor Eviler have a distaste or a, 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 a strong aversion to being interrupted, <laughs> then I would recommend that you address that issue very early on in the relationship. Uh, but really, ultimately, I don't know that that's going to matter so much. I would recommend that you keep all stories to 10 words or fewer. Uh, no, and no, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying this in a total disparaging way. I'm saying this is a serious, like user manual kind of thing. Look, you and I both have short attention spans, uh-huh. both of us. But uh, do, you, do I get a do I get a counter argument? You, of course, you do. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you do tend to fade out a little bit sometimes, and I I had to tell stories multiple times. And look, I well, understand. Okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hold on, hold on. In your defense, yes, I am long winded. Yes, I tell stories that give too much exposition, too much backstory, <laughs> too much information. I understand that. Fuck, I yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah, I it's like get to the fucking point. I exactly. I okay. that's that's the note that I'm giving. <laughs> All right. This is really more about me than you. Okay. Keep your stories as curt as possible because otherwise... Not curt, concise. Okay, keep your stories as concise as possible because Dr. Eviler doesn't have a whole lot of time or patience for extraneous information in your storytelling. <laughs> and she is not interested in humoring your overly detailed backstory to every story that you tell. Uh, That's fair. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Eviler, yes. rebuttal? <laughs> no, no, no. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, I've got one. Oh, well, what is it? One more piece of advice. <laughs> well, for your future well, partners. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. We're not, we're not turning uh-huh. this into a uh, yes, fucking not. stabby. No, no I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Be good to her. Oh. Can I do my American Express commercial? It has now? to be. Yes, please do your commercial. Please do it. Do I'm it. gonna do it now. Do, do it right now. All right, ready? <laughs> Here we go. Okay, so listening audience. This might be bleeped out at the end. This might be edited out. All right, ready? Go. Couch, $600. Wardrobe, $1,500. Bed, $1,000. Entertainment console, $2,000. 26-year-old burlesque dancer, priceless. <laughs> Oh, see, I see what you're saying there. You're saying that when we split up, I got uh, all of the physical possessions and, and, and a 26-year-old saying. dancer, new girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. That is, that I always wanted I'm to saying. say, and I remember when, in the early days of our separation. Are you going we to bleep that out? Are you going to edit that out? No. Okay, I remember the early days when we were sending, like, information back and forth. You would send me, like, like... You sent me like notes, like these when we were like first working out the promissory notes, how we were going to share our uh-huh. our debts uh-huh. post divorce. Uh-huh. Uh, I I remember you you kind of saying things like that. You're like, oh well, you you got to keep all you got to keep the apartment. Look, I we lived in this apartment together, and I got the apartment, uh-huh. and I got 
Uh, Everything in it? All the furniture. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I got everything. So, um, and you you gave prices to all of them because Uh how much the the couch cost Uh and how much the the wardrobe cost. Uh, And and I was always like, oh, yeah, I guess I I did really get it really good. So, uh, what's the price that you would put on Darwin? You know what, though? Or Wallace. No, you know what, though? Hold on. on. To to our listeners, he is talking about two cats. You know um, what, though? That that we both raised from kittens. Okay, but... The, okay, fact, the fact is, is the cats were like two months after you were willing to take the apartment and everything in it. What? The the cats came in like, what, November? Yeah. Did I fight you on it? No, you didn't. Nor should you. You're welcome. Ooh. Oh. I, right, I, I could have. All right. All right. To your corners. I didn't. But I, no, I didn't. Corners. I didn't even consider fighting to you To your that. corners, Wait, Schaefer. Wait, no, no. Shut the fuck up. I didn't even consider fighting you. You know why? Because I realized... That it wasn't my place. You made a sound argument. I did not fight you on it at all. Uh-huh. Even Which I, I appreciated. I cried my eyes out over it. And it sucked. And it still sucks. Uh, and it sucked the time I went to your apartment and saw them for the first time after like three years. But I never, I never fought you on it at all. Because I realized, I realized how good I got it. And I thought that, 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 that it was fair. And I hope you realized how much I felt like I lost. I do. Can I can I mention one more thing? Yes. I want that mug. And let me tell you why. What the mug? coffee mug? Yes. What coffee mug? The coffee mug that my friend Karen gave me in college. It's like worth forty bucks now. Oh, the one she didn't know that she even didn't have anymore yeah, because, until like a few weeks ago no, when no, she was no, over no. and saw it. That I that I always would say, like, what the fuck happened to that mug? Because when when we separated, I was not thinking about Mugs. Well, no. And and the fact is, I actually really seriously do want the mug. Fine, you can have it back. Give her the damn mug. Um. Oh, Mark, you're pissed. I'm not pissed. You are. No, I feel like you think I'm. I. Yeah, you are. No, I feel like you think that I like got it so fucking easy in our separation. You know what, Mark? It's been almost four years now. Yeah. I don't think you got it easy. At the time, I thought you got it easy. Yes, because Do you, retrospectively a... looking back, you don't. Retrospectively looking back, I think that that your that that the anguish you felt was um, you didn't feel quite as much anguish in those first few years. It was it was concentrated for you in a few months after. I was feeling better. And I felt like you you finally felt the anguish I felt. And this is being honest now. Mm-hmm. That that I finally I finally got to see you feel the anguish I felt. And that to me was enough to make me it dissipated all my hatred and all my anger and all my and so anything I'm saying now is not coming from a place of anger or a place of it's at this point, me just bringing up things that at one point I thought about and I don't think about anymore. It's it's interesting being a third party in all of this yeah. and watching the two of you from a distance uh-huh. and knowing like the profound hurt that you, the doctor, were in um, when we last spoke and knowing that Schaefer the Dark Lord has just now, well, not just now, but like recently within the past, like 
uh, year, I guess. Would that be fair? Yeah. It's been almost a year now. Yeah, where, where you are just now starting to deal with a lot of the fallout from the the sort of the, the the disintegration of your marriage and deal with is uh, a key term not experience though I just kind of like internalized it yeah fucking yeah yeah it, 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 it all went you, you, you repressed it like I mean yeah. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm you sure had you went through waiting for you on the other side and I didn't and so you delayed your experience of it you delayed yours for a bit to like three weeks that's fine and how long did you delay yours Two years. Okay, so there we go. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's we it's it's so well not weird. Weird is not the wrong word. It's interesting to note, like, because your your marriage and my marriage kind of fell apart right around the same time. Right. You know, which is part of the reason why we're so close now. Right. Shortly after we became friends, really. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like we became we became really good. I remember going on a double date. Yeah, well, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, like, like we, we first became friends. Remember, we, we became, went to the museum and we saw the like the yeah. exhibit, the superhero uh, couture. Fashion we became exhibit. very good drinking buddies. I would, I, I, I would, I, you know, I would, I wouldn't like we became uh, uh, cl- like not necessarily close, but we became friendly with each other. Uh-huh. It wasn't until the the our our marriages started to sort of disintegrating before our eyes, where you and I be, sort of became close, and I got to see. And I always, and, and, and this is truth, I always envied you for being able to sort of bounce back as quickly as you did because I fell apart hard, like deeply and, and dangerously hard. And I look to you and go, why can't I be more like Schaefer? And it, it's, it's only now where I'm, start, I'm on the other side of it and I'm actually starting to experience you know, happiness and joy and, and fulfillment in my life where I realized you kind of repressed all of that. And now you're kind of dealing with all this stuff on your own and you're doing all the right things. Like you're going to therapy and, and you're seeking help and you're acknowledging it. Um, and it's just, it's so interesting to be, it's an interesting role reversal for me where you were such a rock and you were such a, a place of, of, of certainty for me when I was going through my dark period. And I feel now like, you know, I get to be that for you, which is, um, you've done a good job. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's wonderful that I get to do that for you, but it's also kind of weird in that it's like this de- two year delayed reaction in all of it. Um, it was, I distracted myself for two years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, this is, I think this is very important to talk about. And I think it's, I think it's very brave of the two of you to come here and sort of talk about it as well, because I get, cause you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was also around when you guys hated the fuck out of each other. And I was, never hated. Well, okay. Maybe hate's a strong word, but there was a lot of animosity. There was a lot of, sure. of anger. There was a lot of hurt feelings. There was a lot of lashing out, um, on both sides. And, to see you both now is heartwarming. It really is. Like you both, like, you know, we make light of the fact that you're both divorced and that's also, you know, that's a good thing, but ultimately you're the better for it. You're better friends. You're better, you're better people. You're better to each other as a result. You know, Uh, when you first pitched me the idea for this show, (laughs) which was, Hey, I'm going to get my ex-wife and then, and then you are going to call my ex-wife and have her in the room. Is she still around? She's still alive, as far as I know. I haven't talked to her in um, years. And you said, and I said to you, yeah, that's a great idea. I just want you to know that if you get my ex-wife in a room, you're the one who has to deal with me 
crying for two weeks straight. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Um, I'll do it, but it'll be, yeah. it's going to be hard. No, it's going to be a harder job we, for you. Mark and I have processed more in the last year yeah. than we did in the eight years we were together. It's true. Yeah. And, and because we have nothing to lose. And, yeah. And our problem was that we are both conflict avoidant or were. I went to therapy when we first separated. He went to therapy more recently. But we both got there and we both are learning how to deal with other people in a way that's healthy and adaptive. Whereas when we were together, there was so much, oh my God, I love this person so much. I don't ever want to make them upset in any way ever. Right. Yeah, and so right. we avoided conflict at all costs to our detriment and it, sure. it ended up in the same nuclear explosion that we came together, mm-hmm. we separated. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was it fast, was intense. Intense yeah. and furious. Powerful. And it was exactly the way we got together and the way that we separated. But so, we've since then become like great friends. Yeah. And are, are finally being honest with each other, sort of. So the so I guess the takeaway oh. from this is... Really? Oh, stop. So the takeaway from this is don't avoid conflict. You know, yeah, if, if something's true. bothering you, find a way to talk about it in a caring and mature way and not point fingers and blame someone for it. That being said, I, I do, I think both of us probably um, take some comfort in the fact that we really are very different people and I will never, ever have any regrets. And, you know, Mark was my, my first love mm-hmm. and I'll never, ever capture that feeling of of pure joy and that experience of, of falling in love for yeah. the first time. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 but the fact is, is that we are very different people and the beauty of it is, is that now we're so close. I mean, we're really close and we're so close that we can appreciate our differences and we can appreciate the fact that, yeah, it probably wouldn't have worked out and, and it was shitty the way it went down that's kind of the way we did everything. Yeah. You know, it was shitty the way we, it went down, but it was the way we did everything. And the fact is, is that we're very different people and we want very different things from life. Yeah. And now we can just enjoy each other for the, the things we know we love about each other. Yeah. And not have to try to force the things that we wish the other had. Right. right. And, and, and say, why aren't you this way or why aren't you that way? Which we would have forever been doing. And now we we get to just be, you know, I I love him unconditionally at this point. Awesome, love you too. So, I love you. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking cry on this. No, 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 I am. no. Actually, There's, I am. I am. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I've cried enough. <laughs> I really have. But, it's, it's you know uh, it's it's actually it's very very inspiring. It's 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 a it's a relationship I wish I had with my ex wife. Yeah, I really do. Um, which I will never have. Um, I'm pretty much convinced at this point that she she burned more bridges than I thought were even were available, mm-hmm. and uh, she just kind of checked out, essentially. Um, and it's um, you know, even even though it, it the, you know your path was full of strife and heartache and a lot of pain, a lot of sorrow. I mean, the end result is that you have something better than what you originally mm-hmm. thought you had. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, and and I'm you know I'm quite envious of that. I really am. 
you know, because I, I mean, because just like you guys, like I'm I'm absolutely aware that I had found the love of my life in my ex-wife, you know, and I'm and I'm OK saying that even though that is something that's never going to ever manifest again in her. Um, but it's just, it's, it, 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 it fills me with hope that there's, you know, um, possibility for, for happiness out there that is, you know, that I didn't even think was possible. So, yeah. Yeah. I'd also like to point out to fans of my raps that though I've already, Reference Dr. Evil in two songs that I've released. I'm going to reference you again in a third one and maybe a fourth one on the new record. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What songs? We haven't heard them yet. We're not finished. <laughs> Don't get greedy. Wait till, wait till <laughs> it comes out. <laughs> but I wrote two songs about you. That's really nice. No, the two songs you already know about. Oh. Which ones? Black Metal Queen. Oh, that's on the new album now? Oh, no. no, I knew those. No, I'm I talking know. about the oldest. And Nerdlust. Yeah, no, okay. That. I thought you meant... No, there's two songs on the new one that you'll be referencing. Do I get to still be... Um, involved. Involved in your album artwork? Art? Yes. Do I do I get to be involved in your album? Actually, yes. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. I mean, you guys are like two of the most important people in my life. Uh, I kind of hope that my ex listens to this, even though I there's know... There's no chance. There's no chance in hell it will ever happen. <laughs> given the fact that... There's no chance that my ex is going to listen to it and she's on it. Yeah, yeah given the fact that, that I just had to admit to Mark that I've never listened to his podcast because I didn't know if it was a video <laughs> podcast or not. That's funny. And I actually love him. Yeah, she's Look, not I, again. I don't fault you because yeah. I wouldn't listen to this thing either. <laughs> Good gravy. Yeah, sorry, dude. Um, How you doing there, Mark? I'm good. You sure? Yeah. You look like you're gonna hit me, kind of. I don't want to hit you at all. I love okay. you. Doesn't he kind of though? No, no. Bit. Happy just... Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's. Uh, Day. I would like to thank. Uh, I would like to thank you for coming on the show. It's Dr. my Eviler. pleasure. Thank you, thank you, Doctor Eviler, for 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 brave for being very very brave today. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. And in case I didn't mention it enough times throughout the episode, I love you. I love you too. I love you too. I love you too, Nelson. Once again, we would like to thank Doctor Eviler for being our guest on the podcast this month. Yay! Yay! Again, the the din of the crowd <laughs> is prevalent. I'm gonna say that shit got. That guy, that shit got real for, for I, a good chunk of it. I have never and really spoken in much explicit detail about no, my marriage no, you or haven't. the end of my marriage online ever. So there you have it, audience. There it is. The definitive, <laughs> the definitive story of the beginning, middle, and end of the Shape of the Dark Lord marriage. Now, since this was our February episode, it was our Valentine's Day episode. Yes, it was. We asked our listeners... We invited them to participate in another contest. We asked them correct. to write haikus either endorsing or condemning love. That's correct. With the promise of fabulous prizes. And there are some fabulous prizes, actually. Fabulous? Yeah, we've, we've got some fantastic uh, DC Comics merchandise. Um, ball caps and wallets and things and hoot nannies. It's going to be great. Oh, terrific. And we'll throw in some other stuff, too. Yeah, but you'll, you'll basically, you're going to get a box. You're going to get a box of swag. Yeah, we'll throw in some, there'll be some extra surprises. Maybe I'll forge Lugo's autograph on something. <laughs> <laughs> so that you don't get either my autograph or his. You get me faking his. Right. And I'll write it with my left foot. 
<laughs> and you'll never know. That's that's the beauty of it. You don't know if he's kidding or not. That's, I'm going to uh, sign a headshot of Nasty Canasta <laughs> with Lugo's name. That's what you're going to get as a prize. Um, now, look, normally when we do these episodes, yes. uh, after we do the segment with the host or Correct. the guest, yes. they leave. They do. They leave. And they, then you on. and I wrap up and we do the thing with the, the, the reader email yeah. or whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. We're going to make an exception this month. We're going to keep our guest, Dr. Evil, around, and we're going to yes. have her weigh in on some well, of because, your love Well, because she is now uh, drunk and uh, cannot we've, move from her chair. We've been oh, drinking God. duty-free tequila, Which she has, is and she has to drive. Delicious. She has to drive. She also has to stick around for a little bit so that we can beat each other up with <laughs> sticks. <laughs> yeah. Can you please wait till I'm gone until that happens? You're going to use a hammer? Yeah. I only have one hammer. Because somebody else got one in the separation. Oh, dear God. All right, look. We I have... My, I want my hammer back. We have... Look, no, no. We're moving on. We're moving on to the haikus. All right, here we go. Reader haikus. We got five. Know, five six, entries. Six. Oh, oh, we, we got, got six. six. Do you want to read yours first? Dr. Eveler is submitting a haiku. Uh, let me read it. I will take it. Do you want to read it first? I'll read it first. Or do you know what? You glance at it. And I'm going to look at it. Basically, the premise was to either uh, um, uh, uh, be filled with the spirit of love or condemn the spirit of love. And our very first entry is from Dr. Eviler, who has just handed me a piece of paper, and it says, you think you are right. I let you believe because it does not matter. (laughs) I think we have a winner. Unfortunately, she's she not. She can't win. She's she not eligible. Win. No, because she's not a listener. Right. Well, not only no, it's that. Because I know somebody on the panel. Well, no, you're not eligible. You're a guest on the podcast. You're not you really eligible to win. Who decides it? I decide because I'm the no, moderator. We decide your eligibility, but you and I are going to help decide who wins. But that's. Can I make me win? No. 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 Do you really well, want I... a Superman hat? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, no. exactly. It's going to mean a lot more to our audience. Okay, so. We have. Uh, You're going to stick around though and help judge. Yes, we have. Yes. Can we like can we do the haikus, please? Can we just move on to the haikus? Yes, please. All right. We have Kevin W. What up, Kevin W. He wrote his entire email in the form of a haiku, but his entry is this: a double-edged sword, whether with or without it, you're going to cry. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm into it. What do you think? Yeah, and the syllables are there. I've counted. Yeah. So. Uh, it works as a haiku syllable-wise. Uh, a double-edged sword, with or without it, you're going to cry. Kind of poignant. That's it's really deep. bleak. That's, that's like deep. Really bleak. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, like basically, you can love. Yeah. Or you cannot love. Either way, you're tears. Fine. Yeah. Tears, tears will happen. That's like. Well, I mean, that's kind of true. Like tears of joy. That's a well, good thing. No, I don't you think know? that's what Kevin W was shooting for. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I, I gotta say, being. A glass is half full kind of guy. <laughs> Making lemons out of lemonade. I feel like double-edged sword. Fucking spread that's some bleak. butter on some toast. That's bleak. Yeah, that's some bleak <laughs> shit. All right. All right, so we have Robert J. What up, Robert J.? He says he loves haiku. And so here we go. Inspiration hit. Something about love. Oh, shit. Damn. Already spent. I don't really get it. Inspiration hit exclamation point. Inspiration semicolon hit exclamation point. I like point. the use of the semicolon, I gotta say. 
Something about love, comma. You, you incorrectly, actually. Oh shit! Mm. Exclamation point. Damn, comma. Already spent. Period. All right. That's hey. Actually, I like with the with the punctuation. I like it more. Oh, all right. Okay. There you go. Okay. I can do like a whole Victor Borga routine. Yeah, with like, the, <laughs> with with the punctuation, I liked it a little more. We okay. have we have another haiku from a C Muldrow. What up, C Muldrow? What up, C Muldrow? I think. Simo Joe should get a prize for having written an email, seven emails for seven podcasts. Yeah. Uh, here she is writing, Dear Dynamic Duo, here's her entry for the haiku contest. Cupid aims his bow. Arrows puncture vital bits. Blood spasming fits. <laughs> I like that just because she's the word bits. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I personally like to refer to my bits as bits. I like I like I, that she threw a rhyme into a haiku. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. that's a double thing. I also I personally like that she worked in Cupid in there, the Ooh. whole Valentine's Day angle. You know, uh, very very topical. Yeah, uh, I like I like this one a lot. Also, I like arrows. And it's and it's a little it's a little gory. Yeah, it's and no, it's yeah, it's a little gory. she's talking it. about like basically like putting. The visceral reaction, yes, into your vagina. Well, that and also like the and visceral reaction of getting pierced with arrows by Cupid in your in your vagina and your balls. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Which, which to me, that's <laughs> kind of awesome. All right. Uh, moving on. See, Muldrow, you just got the Doctor Evil yeah, bump. Totally. You got totally. the Doctor Evil stamp of approval. Yeah, totally. Uh, we have Alex A. What up, Alex A? He says, or she. Uh, I'm guessing it's a he. All right, um, guess all you want. Uh, fell in love again, but no one caught me this time. Fuck, I broke my legs. Definitely a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I, I get, I get the. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> I get the intention. I get like fell in love again. It's a callback to falling. Right? Right. You broke your legs because you fell, because no one caught you. Right. Fell in love again, but no one caught me this time. Fuck, I broke my legs. Missed opportunities. I get, yeah, I see, you know, sort of like the the harshness of love. Yeah. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, it doesn't exactly work, but I, I see it. I see it. We have a Scott F. What up, Scott F.? Valentine's gift idea. A pig's head on her doorstep. Attached note, fuck you. Yeah, we're going to have to disqualify that one because it is not a haiku. It does not scan as 575. Nope. Uh, I will say this. It's a, it's a noble attempt. No, it's really mean-spirited, too. And, well, I mean, well, it's mean, and it's not a haiku. Well, it's, 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 it's a good college try. But wait, so what's this? I don't mind the mean spirit. Again? What's that person's Scott name again? So Scott F. Read the instructions next time. <laughs> I don't like. Dr. I don't. Right. I honestly don't mind the mean spiritedness of it because if you're, I don't mind mean spirit. Well, yeah. I kind of do. Well, but. no. I mean, if you're if you're writing a, a haiku to condemn love, then you're gonna get mean spirit. Yeah, that's fine. But you know, you know the fact is, is you're not gonna get very far in life if you don't read the directions. <laughs> All right, so we are down to so instead of so we got five emails, but only four that are. 
So why don't we put mine in for that fifth one? No, you're not. No, you're. Yours is great. Yours is fantastic. Why don't we have the, the listening audience call in? You get no. That's not a thing. This is not a live show. Your haiku. Why not? You think you are right. I let you believe because it does not matter. That I'm going to take this home. I'm going to frame it. Is that about me? Fuck yeah, it's about you. You are so self-centered. It's I don't believe. Well, I mean, you were just here on the show talking about <laughs> our relationship kidding. for two hours. I don't no. think I'm right. No, no, no. Uh, actually, it is not about you. It is about it is about my experiences and realizing how to um, be not unhappy. <laughs> oh. All right. So we have Kevin W. Yes. A double-edged sword, with or without it, you're going to cry. Good. We have Robert J. Inspiration hit. Something about love. Oh shit. Damn. Already spent. Love the punctuation in that one. We have uh, C. Muldrow. Muldrow. Cupid aims his bow. Arrows puncture vital bits. Blood spasming fits. Love. And uh, Scott F's, who is disqualified. So, which one? Which one are you going to go Definitely with? Definitely bits. I like. I like. I like Seymour Yeah, the bits. You I know, like because it mentions Cupid, it mentions bits, and it mentions blood, blood spasm. Yeah, that's yes. like that's like a, that's hands uh, down. The doc, the good doctor is yeah. endorsing Absolutely. that one. To, to, to be honest, she's our guest. I'm gonna say this right now. My my first runner up is gonna be the grammar one. Uh, Kevin W. Yeah, like the grammar one, the double edged no, no, sword no, one, the double edged sword. Okay. Um, I think I think that I think this is a really really clever and wonderful haiku, but I absolutely agree with it. I think it's a unanimous. It's the first unanimous thing we've ever done. Um, C. Muldrow. Congratulations, C. Muldrow. C. Muldrow wins with Cupid aims his bow, arrows puncture vital bits, blood spasming fits. The right amount I, I of really, rhyme. I really love that. I really love it. Yeah, yeah. right amount of, of, of just, you know, like condemning love, but not really at the same time. Good use of the 575. That's great. Uh, it's, 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 kind of, it's kind of flawless as far as I'm concerned. Excellent. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, gla- I'm and glad. And you get, you get the endorsement of a PhD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm glad because she has written in every single podcast we've ever had. Yeah. And, and, and I, I feel she good. This. Yeah, I feel good yep. about, about giving back to uh, fans who happen yeah. to write in every single time. And who so. listen to directions. So, C. Muldrow, here's right. what I'm going to need you to do. I'm going to need you to email epicpodcast at gmail.com with your, with your shipping information, and I will get out a fantastic prize pack out to you shortly. Um, if you have questions, comments, love letters, hate mail, email us at epicpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I know we didn't get into too many nerdy things uh, this episode, but I promise you uh, we're going to have all kinds of nerdiness next show. But in the meantime, uh, I think that's it. I think we're at a wrap, sir. Did you want want to do some plugs? Yeah, let's do some plugs. Um, March 2nd, Saturday, March 2nd, we have Geek Boy Burlesque, all-male nerdy burlesque review show. At our bar. You can go to epicwinburlesque.com for the information for that. Tuesday, March 5th, I will be performing at Knitting Factory in Brooklyn, New York oh, with nice. my rap BFF, Cool Z. I'm totally going to be Who is on tour with Rashawn Ahmad and also appearing will be Philly Moves from Toronto. So come to the rap show. Fuck yeah. On March 9th, Saturday, March 9th at the New York Poets Cafe. Epic Win Burlesque double feature. Uh, first show is going to be Batman. All Batman Burlesque. The second show is going to be 
Harley Quinn. Who's hosting the Batman show? I'm hosting the Batman Who's show. Who's hosting the Harley Quinn show? You are hosting the Harley Quinn show. All the acts are going to be Harley Quinn tributes. It's going to be a, 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 a DC Comics love fest at the, at the double feature. On Tuesday, March 12th, I will be appearing at the Flamingo Cantina in Austin, Texas. Nice. That is my official showcase during South by Southwest this year. Damn, I so wanted to go to that, but I'm not. You know why? Because March 15th, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. Epic Win Burlesque is going to be in the nation's capital for two shows. It's a music venue called the Black Cat. Um, you can, Again, you can find all this information at epicwinburlesque.com or our Facebook page. Uh, but we're doing two shows. We're doing a 9.15 show and an 11.30 show. Both shows are different from each other. So if you wanted to spend the whole night with us, you are more than welcome to. You want to have another contest for next month? The, yeah. Well, here's what I want to do. I, 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 I want to do a Facebook or Twitter contest. So starting from when this podcast posts, what I need you to do is either follow us on Epic, uh, Epic Win Burlesque on Facebook or EW Burlesque on Twitter. Um, and if you follow us, your name is going to be dropped into a hat. If you wait, starting on starting Thursday, February twenty eighth. Yes, starting on Thursday, February twenty eighth. Sorry, previous listeners. Hold on, hold on. If you already follow us, all you have to do is post a comment that says, "I heard, I listened to the Epic Podcast," and your name will automatically be dropped into a random drawing for a huge prize pack for next month. It's going to be But fantastic. it has to be posted on Thursday, February 28th, the day that this episode airs. Well, no, starting the day the episode airs. They until have all, when? Until, until, I guess, a week before we record again. Okay. So basically, you have until the last week of March. Second to last... <laughs> Second to last Tuesday of the month. That's when we record. Yes. The second last Tuesday of the month. You have until when this show posts, until the second last Tuesday, you have the entire three to four weeks. I'm not sure about the calendar. All you got to do is follow us on either Facebook or Twitter or make a comment on Facebook or Twitter that you heard the Epic Podcast and your name will be randomly selected from a large hat of names and you will win a huge, huge night. Your prizes are going to be all kinds of like you're going to get. There's all kinds of stuff in there. Um, CDs, DC comic swag, digital comic books, maybe even a video game. I don't know, but I'm going to toss a crap ton of stuff inside of a box. What about a date with you guys? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants a date with Schaefer or I. Nope. <laughs> I guess we're done. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Epic Podcast Episode 7. My name is Nelson Lugo. And my name is Schaefer the Dark Lord. Have a good one, Internet. The Epic Podcast is brought to you by Nerdy Show. All programming on the Nerdy Show Network is listener-supported. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, you can show your support by telling a friend or going to nerdyshow.com and clicking the support button. Even a small contribution gets you cool nerdy perks and allows you to take part in our monthly support drive contests. 
For more episodes of the Epic Piecasts, videos, contests, and other nerdy programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Subscribe to all our latest episodes via the iTunes Store. And remember to follow us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter at Nerdy Show to keep up to date on the latest Nerdy Show news.